Hey, it's your pal Mike Shea from SlyFlourish.com here with another episode of Sly Flourish's Lazy DM Prep. This is a show shot 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Times on Twitch in which I go through steps from Return of the Lazy Dungeon Master while preparing for my Sunday D&D game. In this case, I am running the game, uh, an Eberron game, an Eberron homebrew game called Eberron the Second Morning. This show, like all of the Sly Flourish work, is brought to you by the patrons of Sly Flourish. You can go to patreon.com slash slyflourish and become a patron as well. Patrons have uh, a lot of access to exclusive content, including adventure generators, uh, uncovered secrets, secret secret tips for your D&D game, uh, a, and an exclusive adventure called Regnum Rattus, the Rats in the Cellar, access to a uh, private Discord chat, and more. Uh, a monthly newsletter as well. So if you want to help support the show, you can do so by going to patreon.com and becoming a patron of Sly Flourish. So uh, I just had a 30-minute delay on this show because my Windows update was screwing up. So I want to thank everybody for hanging out in the chat uh, while we were doing that. And if anybody has any thoughts or questions about anything, uh, please feel free in the chat to talk about it. I also have a couple of new things. Uh, so there is now a chat bot. Uh, you can do, I think it's exclamation mark commands will tell you what commands are available. It's mostly to when people come in and say, hey... What are you uh, using for your campaign notebook? That looks really cool. Somebody can type bang uh, Notion and it will tell people all about Notion. That was the number one one. It's really there to help Evil John. Uh, Evil John is, is our uh, patron saint of the Sly Flourish uh, Discord uh, or Sly Flourish Twitch chat. And uh, he now has easier ways to tell people what the hell is going on. So last session, they finally finished the um, Seven Samurai style... Uh, Hey, look at that. Bang, Notion. Mike is using Notion. So um, they finally finished the Seven Samurai Adventure uh, for Fire Spur. This was a, a whole big piece. They were in the Underdark of Eberron, which is known as Kyber. And they, um, uh, they helped an uh, underground village of goblins defend their red dragon wormling from getting grabbed up by bugbears who wanted to add it to their mo monstrous menagerie. And the characters solved the problem by uh, breaking into the menagerie from uh, a bunch of underground waterways, uh, kicked in the door of the boss, and summarily beat the dog snot out of the boss. Uh, they actually cast Tasha's hideous laughter on him, and he failed his saving throw on the order of like nine times. I think he tried to make his save like nine times. He was not a legendary monster. Uh, and he had owl, three owl bears and a wyvern that were with him as well. And between the owl bears and the wyvern and him, it was already like a pretty deadly fight. But um, yeah, the, the Tasha's hideous laughter on him just completely destroyed him. And um, even though every time he takes damage, he gets a saving throw. So he was making three saves a turn because he was getting hit twice and then he'd make a save at the end of his turn. He failed nine times. Like I rolled and just, and he needed, I think he needed like a 12 or better. It wasn't unreasonable, uh, but I'd never rolled above a 12 in nine rolls, right? And that's how it happens. And so you're like, I'm, I'm part of me, like I tell you, like a fourth edition part of me would have been wicked pissed. But I'm like, well, that's okay. Like, again, I didn't do a lot of work to make him. I'm like, hey, Frost Giant, right? But he never got a single hit in. So the threat on the characters wasn't really that great. Um, but it was a memorable fight. And they're all going to remember about the fact that they had a boss under Tasha's hideous laughter for, for three full rounds, including beating him up. So um, that's cool. You know, that's fine. 
Uh, but boy, the saver suck spells in, in fifth edition uh, are certainly like that. And you think like, I still, I still like the idea of like 13th age where there's hit point limits. So it's like, can you cast Tasha's, you know, a, a lot of those spells, like those debilitating spells, it would be a lot better if you could really only do them on weaker creatures, not stronger creatures, if they had hit point limits. So I don't know if, if I think third edition had hit dice limits on things like you can cast this spell, but only on certain, only on creatures with hit dice less than X. And 13th age has it where you can only, you know, there's a hit point threshold. It'll only affect creatures that have hit points of X or less. And I like that better because it's like you should be able to Tasha's Hideous Laughter, the Wyvern maybe, or certainly a bugbear. But the boss, you know, it's just, it, it's such a narrative change in, in how we expect boss fights to go. And maybe that's okay because like we remember that, you know, remember that kind of thing. Um, but, uh... Uh, I don't know. It's 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 still it's still you know still kind of irked me. So they beat the boss. They went back to Firespur. They uh, had a big party. Uh, everybody they got some treasure from the, like the, the the ancient dragon that used to live there uh, had left a bunch of treasure. So they got some cool treasure. And then they saw that there was an ancient Kyber door in one chamber underneath it. The, the the goblin said, "You remember we told you not to go to a certain place? Well, we're gonna let you go there now." And it was a doorway with like a mercury sheen to it. It looked like like liquid silver. And they stepped through and each of them disappeared. And that was where we ended the adventure. And that's where we're going to start our adventure today. Today may be a slightly abbreviated show uh, because I got started half an hour late. And um, and I, I got a game to go to. But we'll see. Uh, we'll see how it plays out. I, I, I can survive going long if I need to. So we are going to go to our Eberron section. Oh, and so I want to, uh, yeah, we'll see if the other thing is there. So that was my Wednesday game. We can drag that to our old adventures. And we click on the uh, session planning template and we click duplicate. And now we have a, where's the duplicate? Did it make a duplicate? What happened just now? Oof, I like removed it or something. Uh, duplicate. There we go. That was weird. Thank God for undo. Okay, so we go up to the top, click in there. I'm gonna move this window. It's off the edge of the screen for me. And we have six, six September 2020 Sunday Eberron. We will start as we always do by reviewing the characters. So we will go to. I am gonna open up a new. Uh, window for this one. I guess you can't. Uh, here's the quick links. New fast ways to look things up. Uh, what am I looking at? Ebron Notebook. So here we go to Sunday characters. So we have uh, the six characters in our game are Zarentir Delander, a Dragonmark member of House Delander. Uh, he is a uh, storm marked storm sorcerer. Um, loves is empowered lightning bolts that do max damage on a lightning bolt, which is what eight times six math is hard. Six is that what 42, 48 points. Um, and, uh, yeah, he lost his father's airship. It blew up. I don't know what we're going to do about that. That's going to be kind of interesting. Um, we have Saber, uh, who is a, uh, bounty hunter monk of the four winds, uh, shifter. We have shift who is a, uh, Warforged, she was the original Warforged. She's actually made out of both organic and um, and Warforged material. One of the first 
one of the first or maybe the first Warforged. She has her brother crash in her head in a in a special kyber crystal. Um, she has uh, and and uh, she is tied to the Emerald Claw and some other connections. Uh, Shane Husk is a noted author. Oh, Sh- Shift is a warlock, uh, and her patron is um, uh, who is it? The uh, uh, the crazy lich that runs um, the the Emerald Claw. Uh, we have Shane Husk. Shane is a um, uh, best-selling novelist, wizard, hobgoblin, who wrote about the last war. We have Banner, uh, who is a warforged uh, f- paladin of the becoming god. And we have Arwen Chi Zizu, who is the carrier of the dodecahedron that can that can guide the players to um, uh, to Metrol uh, making. Uh, the glass plateau making and the um, uh, the what is it the claw the big the big spire that was where my end game is going to be so they have now hit level eight uh, so I don't know if their perceptions and insight and investigations and stuff went on went up uh, I should probably look at them but I have so I have like a couple of um, uh, you know, a couple of different ways to get to the characters, including this one, which tells me what skills are trained in, what their passives are. Uh, this is sort of my DM screen that I can pull up quickly. And then I have links to each of the characters so we can like look at, you know, I can look at each of them and say like, is there a thir- uh, 15, 11, 12 was there? 15, 11, 12. So it's the same. So far, it looks like their passives are the same from the one, the sample size of one that I did. Um, they just hit eighth level. Yeah, so he's a sc- uh, half elf sorcerer six cleric two they like their multi-class this group likes to do their multi-class characters which that's fine i guess i'm not really into it but they're into it um eighth level is very powerful uh so shit's the link i saw someone recommend something to add a legend to add to legendary monsters is they use saves to remove effects such as such effects as well Say you roll and they fail, you let the effect go on, and then they burn a... Yeah, you could do that, right. The idea of, like, I can burn a legendary resistance to end an effect, that could be useful if, like, you get force caged, right? Like, you can describe how they use a legendary action to bust a force cage. Uh, So, um, adding a legendary save doesn't do anything to an encounter that couldn't normally occur, which is why it's such a good mechanic. Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like that that's a that's a whole different thing. Where otherwise you're just saying they made a save. They could have just made the save. Uh true. I think you gotta be careful with it. Like like all things. So we have reviewed the characters. Why did this go back? Bang. So our strong start. Um, so if you recall in our last session, in our last prep session, we talked about uh that they were going to the lair of a Balhaneth. Um And let's go here. And so why does it go to the Google page? I don't want to go to that. I want to go here. Uh, go to Balhaneth. And um, so this is the monster that we're going to pull up. Um, it is a nice, big, juicy challenge 11 monster and it has a lair uh and warps reality around it so they've gone into the lair of a balhaneth it's the it's the balhaneth's hunting ground uh um 
And it's going to be, let's see, warps reality. After 10 minutes, the terrain in the area reshaped to assume the appearance of a location sought by one intelligent creature whose mind the Balhaneth has read. Uh, the transformation affects non-living material only and can't create anything with moving parts or magical properties. Any object created in this area upon uh, close inspection is revealed as a fake. Books are filled with empty pages. Golden items are obviously counterfeit and so on. Transformation lasts until the Balhaneth dies. So I like the idea that they, they're basically going to go into a place. They don't know where they're going, right? And they're thinking like, oh, it's going to be weird Creepyville. And it is going to be weird Creepyville. But it's going to be weird Creepyville based on one of the characters. I think I'm going to cheat right now. And we're going to roll a die um, to figure out which one of the characters has their mind read. So we'll go back to our characters. Uh, we'll do them in this list, that, right as it is here, which I think is like it looks like reverse alphabetical. Um, so whose mind uh, is getting read? Uh, we rolled two. I don't want to do sabers. Um, is sabers? Sure, we'll do sabers. We'll go with the die. Um, It'll, it'll be meaningful to him. He's kind of the least one connected with the story, which is why I'm kind of not into it. I'm going to try a different one. Don't tell. Four. Who's four? Shane Husk could be last war. So I guess let me, let me think about these and let's think about which one's coolest instead of rolling randomly. So Zarentir could return to his family's estate. His dad could be very upset with him about the fact that he blew up an airship. Um... So, so the idea behind this is that the Balhaneth has read the mind of one of the characters and built a whole lair around the, that character. And they'll go there and it'll be like a place that the character was thinking of. But all the characters will show up. They'll all be there and they'll be like, what the hell are we doing here? And there'll be interactors that will, that will be there as well. Um, so in Zarentir's case, he will go home and he'll have very upset parents uh, who are, um, uh, you know, who, who are talking to him in his fancy palatial estate. Saber, it could be the Four Winds Monastery high up in the, in, the, in the snowy mountains and various members of the Shifter Four Winds monks uh, that are there. Uh, Shift, it could be the laboratory where she and Crash were built and her patron could be there um, talking to her about the importance of, you know, maybe, maybe joining House Kenneth isn't the best thing and maybe she ought to join one of these other groups. Um, Shane Husk. Yeah, and uh, Octo says one character has two minds. That's correct. Shift has um, Crash. So it'd be interesting to have the two, the two layers there. Uh, Shane Husk could be back in the last war when he was doing reporting, and he could see these like huge Warforge machines smashing through things, and we could have like a fun, a fun bit of, of like the, 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 the area of that. Um, Banner also. So both Shane and Banner. Banner could have like the times when after the war when he was there with the Lord of Blades and they were wiping out village after village. Um, that could be an interesting one. And then Chi, what would cheese be? Um, I don't know. I don't know much about cheese history. So it's probably not going to be Chi because I can't, I can't think of the, that one. So of those, which ones sound the coolest? We have, um, you could do like the graduate. I just watching the movie, the graduate with Dustin Hoffman. It's so funny. And like his crazy rich parents who treat him like a piece of furniture, like that would be a fun way to do Zarentir's thing is like the graduate. Um, Saber and the monastery could be pretty interesting. I could just steal it directly from uh, uh, a mixture of Kill Bill 
and um, Crouching Tiger. That would be kind of fun. Uh, Shift could have the whole, like, you know, weird built laboratory, the time when she was made. It could be the missing 24 hours. So she's had in her head the missing 24 hours. That could be really kind of cool. Uh, Shane Husk could have the, um, you know, uh, being a reporter during the war. And Banner could be uh, after the war, the aftermath of the war, when he made the choice to not be... Um, um, who got who got spanned? Oh, someone got spanned for caps. <laughs> so, um, yeah, there's a way to do a vote. I don't. I'm not going to try to figure out how to do a vote in, in Twitch right now. That sounds like that. that yeah, I got upset. You got caps. Sorry. Um, Nightbot is ruthless. So, um, so those are five that are kind of not bad. Um, which ones to me? So the, the graduate one sounds kind of fun because you could literally have it be like the graduate, like he's home, you know, he looks younger, right? It's like his family is there and his family friends are there. And like, you know, one of the, you know, one of his families, you know, one of my favorite lines, you know, favorite lines from the graduate, right? Is, um, don't you find, do you, you know, you don't find me attractive? He goes, no, I think you're by far the most attractive one of my parents' friends. Um, uh, you know, you could definitely have a fun bit of comedic situation there. Um, probably not as thematically interesting, but it's still kind of fun. Um, yeah, well, we'll have to figure out what settings I need to, you know, what settings I need to, to hit. Um, the monastery is not bad. I don't really know where to go with it. Um, and the, um, the, the graduate doesn't normally suggest high adventure. No, but it could be a very funny scene. And it'll be so different from what they expect. Like the difference there is like, they won't really know what's going on. They'll be like, wait, we're in Zarentir's house and his parents are here and his parents' friends are here. You know, like, you know, and they could learn that like, you know, one of his parents' friends could be, um, uh, you know, one of his parents' friends could be Leto Skull. Like, Leto Skull could have been there, right? It could just be interesting. Um, so it's not, it's not normally high adventure, but it would be, you know, it would be kind of a fun one. Um, yeah, the, the reporter on the front lines of the last war, they often talk about doing a, a, a um, you know, doing a, um, Uh, you know, doing a flashback to the last war. So that one could be, that one could be pretty cool. And that could actually mix like Banner and Shane Husk together. Uh, could be, could be pretty interesting. And you could throw like an army of undead at them. Um, I, th I think, you know, I think that that one could be pretty interesting. Um, Uh, so why don't we do the war? It sounds like the war. Should we go with the war? What, what do you guys, what do you guys think? I think we're going to go with the war. It's more mainstream. I, I, there's part of me that thinks like the, I mean, there's no reason you couldn't do two, right? Like they could figure one out and then it, and then it switches over to the other. Um, you know, that one could be kind of interesting. Um, but the bigger question is, so let's see. Um, 
So if we do the graduate to uh, the last war, that's like, and that's two big extreme examples, right? And one sort of a role play thing. And then, and then they figure out that this isn't true and they sort of tear through it. And then it, it goes into the war. Like, you know, they walk through a doorway and then bam, they're on the battlefront. And like, what the hell's going on here? So that might be kind of an interesting way to go. Um, how does, a question I have is like, so the Balhaneth warps reality around, uh, creates this thing. Then how does it, um, how does it actually devour people? So in this case, Mrs. Robinson, um, is actually the Balhaneth and starts to, um, devour Zarentir. Uh, then how else does the Balhaneth like hunt, um, you know, how does it, how does it hunt people? Uh, it can make a bite and a pair of tentacle attacks. Um, so the idea that Mrs. Robinson is the Balhaneth at one point, uh, and then, uh oh, too easy. Stop posting links. Oh no. Who got moderated there? Yeah. Well, yeah, Evil John, if you would, can you keep notes and we'll fix the bot? We'll fix the bot next time. I think it's too extreme. I don't know how much I need a spam bot. I'll have to look at like what it does. Sorry, Nightbot is trying to do too good a job. The problem with the moderators, is they want to moderate. Um, so like how to, so, okay. So the Balhaneth is Mrs. Robinson in one circumstance. And then, um, oh, he's not your problem. Good, good question about what, what the monsters know what they're doing with Balhaneth. So then who would the Balhaneth be? If it then jumps to the last war and Banner is on a mission to protect Shane Husk during a reporting thing, uh, who would the, who would the Balhaneth represent in that scene um you know who would like who would the uh it would be kind of an npc um maybe a commanding officer of or or like banner's best friend right and Um, Banner's best friend is the Balhaneth. And in this case, the Balhaneth, well, you know, its goal is like, try to separate them out. Like you go out there, I'll go with these guys. And then it slowly tries to devour them. Right. So it's trying to separate the party. This is kind of hard as an encounter because it's trying to separate the party at the same time. Um, it's trying to separate the party and try to devour them, right? Which is how it would work. But that doesn't necessarily make for the most fun in a D&D &D game. So scene one is uh, uncomfortable. Uh, with the... Um, I don't know how to spell the land here. Um... Then once they figure it all out, they'll actually face the Balhaneth. Uh, and then they escape 
and they go to uh i think i had two different places is it arathon keep i think that's um yeah uh arathon keep a-r-y arathon uh oops i don't know what just happened there and then travel to um Arl Dusk. And Arl Dusk is their new city. And then th that's probably uh, going to be enough for today. Um, so what secrets and clues could be discovered? Uh, so Lido Skull uh, uh, is... Good friends with uh, Zarentir. Family. That's a secret. Um, can it be multiple places? Maybe it has the commander say, go one way, and then the Arcane Ballista Bolts hits nearby. Yeah. Uh, so I think that there's, you know, its goal is to kind of separate people out. And it represents these different things. Um, uh, there is a powerful creature of Zoriat known as a bow that can warp to create its hunting ground. There's a powerful creature called of Zoria known as the a Balhaneth that can warp reality to create its um uh, uh that can warp reality to create its hunting ground. And we'll go down to monsters, of course. And create a link for that. Look at that, I got a link. Um what other are there other secrets and clues that they could discover? from the dreams like you want them to learn things i want at least five of these to be like things that they can learn while they're in these crazy alternate realities um uh he brought valentine as a guest um it's almost like Predator on a battlefield. Not quite. The difference with it, 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 the problem is it creates, it rebuilds the whole environment around it. So it's sort of like cube, right? It creates a whole hunting ground uh, in, in, in an illusionary hunting ground and then hunts them down inside the illusion, which is pretty cool. It's a really great monster. Like it's a really, really cool monster. Um, yeah. Uh, link to who knows the missing 24 hours. Uh so the missing 24 hours yeah so who who um what what happened during those 24 hours is a question this is for shift um and could we expose what happened in the missing 24 hours well we could have uh illusionary uh lady omaro who may show up on the battlefield because why not Lady Ilmaro, 
She's a she's a powerful one. She's a CR twenty two. I think she's a witch. Illusionary Lady Almaro no can see through can see through the illusions. Um. Uh, reminds me of the stuff surrounding the Queen of Fairy and Pratchett's We Free Men. Yeah. Um, it's a borrow grow with lair actions, pretty much. Um, so what? Yeah, that would be a good one. That, that there's a Lady Omaro because they're going to fight like Emerald Claw. You know, Emerald Claw soldiers. Um, uh, what was she? Is she an assassin? Is the missing 24 hours that she was told to kill the king of Breland for, you know, she's a sleeper agent. Um, and that learning this now. Is that, a, is that cool? So the, the player doesn't mind kind of dark secrets like that. So finding out that Crash was her brother um, uh, isn't a big deal. What if she killed the real Caius the Third? Is Caius who was that? Was that a? Wasn't Caius the Third the uh, Galifar um, king? And wasn't that like a hundred years ago? That's not bad. That's kind of interesting. Uh, how about that um, shift was embedded? with house Kanath as a sleeper assassin. Um, and it's still in her, but now she knows it's there, right? Uh, who was Caius III? Um, Uh, under the tomb, Caius sealed most of Kenneth's undead deep in the vaults in order to uh, was Is Caius dead? Caius the Third dead? There's a whole thing about the Caius the Third here. Um, uh, during the last war, many bone knights took service in order to order McClaw, helping the name. Uh, the last decade, King Caius the Third of Carnath has done much to ensure a peaceful end to the last war under the Treaty of the Caius sealed most of Carnath's undead deep in vaults in order to the Emerald disbanded. A few bone knights remained in service. Um, so maybe, yeah, she's a sleeper agent assassin intended to kill Caius the Third. Uh, Um, uh, what else? That may, yeah, that's not a bad one. What other, uh, what other secrets can we drop in here? What other things could they learn? Is there, uh, other secrets about the characters? So they could uncover some secrets. Is there other things about them that we could learn during the war? Um, is there anything about Shane Husk's involvement in the war? Uh, that we could um, that we could figure out. Uh, 
I don't know. All right, well, let's go with other secrets too. So what other secrets do we have? Uh, we know that Lido Skull, we'll go with some other secrets in the meantime, uh, sent, um, what is her name? Imperi. Uh, uh, Lido Skull sent Imperi de Falarn to, um, Lita Skull sent Emperor de Filarn to uh, Esten. Well, to Arldusk first, right? Uh, Lita Skull sent Emperor de Filarn to Arldusk and, um, and then Esten to find a way, to find a path to making and the glass plateau. That's kind of a juicy secret and it's a big one. It's like the big, this is like the, the big thread um, is that they they need to follow the path of Imperi de Falarn. Uh, and, and, and Imperi has a path. So that's a big secret. Uh, uh, wow, there's a lot of like strange comments going on inside of the, Twitch chat. I don't know what's going on with that. Comments on recent link between gaming and teenage violence. I don't think so. Um, and yeah, what is that? Yeah, Evil John, dump those people. I don't need instigators. So um, let's see. Uh, what other secrets do we got? Five more secrets. Hmm. I don't know. We're going to pass on this for a minute. So right now, so, okay. So the big ones that we have, and I think uh, we have a Balhaneth layer. Uh, we have, uh, yeah, I need to figure out this other place. So Arathon Keep. I need to figure out what's going on in that. Uh, and then Arldusk. One day I'll spell it right. Those are sort of the big locations going on. Um, what? Uh, so Arathon Keep, I don't, I don't think, let's see. I don't think there's actually any lore about it anywhere. First, we'll start by doing a search here. Um, nothing about Arathon Keep there let's take a look on the web uh so the ebron wiki um fairly this is separated by thornwood from the lightning rail leading to arl dusk nearest major town thousand yard uh the thousand yard stair guild is stationed here along with their leader shandara de madani whose objective is to both rebuild the keep and patrol the border of the mortar the mornland that could be kind of cool Heavily damaged by troops. So it's a ruined keep. Um, the thousand yard stare. That's kind of cool. Let's take that as a secret. Um, uh, um, 
Thousand Yard Stair Guild is stationed at Arathon Keep along with their leader Shandara, who will become an NPC. Dimadani. Um, whose objective is to both rebuild the keep and patrol the border with the Mornland. So they'll come up on the other side uh, when they come up through... Uh, oh, and yeah, maybe you know, they could face more... What are those... Uh, what are the crazy monsters? And they'll, they'll probably have enough fights at that point. Like once they get through the other side. Um, I, I, you know, they might not have... But there could be uh, Dolgrims, right? We have Dolgrims. Uh, are there other kinds of Dolgrims? Are there other, who are like, are there more powerful versions? Dolgaunts, yeah. Um, so we could have some Dolgrims and Dolgaunts on the other side. Um, We'll just stick those in the monsters, though. Whoops. Dolgaunts. Oh, look at that hyperlink that screwed up. Dolgrims. I think I might have spelled it wrong. No, I didn't. I got it. D-O-L-G-R-I-M. Dolgrim. Um... Oh, so in uh, whites, we're going to have a lot of whites. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, uh, what other what other kinds of things are going to fight on the other side? Ghouls, right? Lots of ghouls. Um. Ghouls are good fodder. Whoops. This is during the war, right? When they go into the 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 um when when they're in the last war, they're gonna be facing armies of undead. Um did the Ilfarn uh, is it just general undead? We could have skeletons, of course. You can always you can never have enough skeletons. Uh time for a horde, right? We're gonna run a horde of skeletons. Uh, the undead will be Eberani. What does Eberani mean? Well, they could have some powers associated with it, I guess. Um, are there Karnathi undead? Um, I mean, you could have a bone knight, right? Maybe. Could be a bone knight leader. Looking a lot like Lord Crash, right? Um there's a specific CR3 skeleton slash zombie. Uh that's a uh, Karnath. Uh I don't see him. If you mean the Bone Knight, but the Bone Knight's actually not undead. It's a it's a living thing, and maybe Lady Elmaro will show up. Man, 
hitting the wrong thing. So yeah, so I got I got a lot of monsters. I think you know I think, um, uh, oh you know what I should have a backup just in case, uh, the player can't make it. So I guess you know what in a, in a pinch. Um, as far as the Balhaneth layer is concerned, what it, you know, if Pat for some reason couldn't make it to the game, it'd suck if it was Pat's place. Um, um, then maybe we just go straight into the, you know, maybe we go straight into the other dream. I, I kind of like the mixture of the two dreams, though. So maybe I think at that point we would do shifts. Um, you know, shifts or uh, sorry, Saber's temple, you know, big airy temple. Um, treasure. I think they're good on treasure. I just gave him a bunch of stuff. Uh, let's let's poke for, for a minute for funsies. Um, why don't we uh, poke through uh, the characters and take a look at magic items and stuff like that? So Zarentir, he might be due for something. Whoops. Um, I don't know what magic items he's got. Think equipment. Uh, oh, he's got a wand of magic missiles. I wonder where he got that. That's not a. That's not really great. Uh, he's got a orb of shielding. I think he made that one. I think yeah, a couple of these. I don't know what these are. He's got these interesting foci. I wonder where those came from. Uh, it is a common item, so I think he just picked that one up. Uh, he is a storm sorcerer. Uh, his AC is pretty high. What is, oh, because he's because he, he's a cleric, and I guess that lets him wear breastplate. That's why his AC is pretty good. It always bugs me when people dip to get AC. Um. So he could probably do with a magic item better than this. I'll keep him in mind. Man, his icon's cool looking. Uh, I wonder if players mind what I that I go. Uh, so Saber doesn't keep his. He he does his sheet manually. Uh, so I don't have a copy of that. But he's festooned. He just got a new magic item. Uh, Shift, I believe, has a. Um, so she's carrying the Sending Stone. But I thought she also had a. Uh, She's Dark Shard Amulet. They got a lot of uncommon. I think I threw a bunch of uncommon stuff there. Um, I thought she had a Rod of the Pack Keeper, but she doesn't. So she's probably due for a Rod of the Pack Keeper. Uh, I don't know where you'd find something like that. Rod of the Pack Keeper is like the ultimate. AC is 15. Um, I could just throw some random, random stuff in there. Uh, let's take a look at Shane. Uh, they're eighth level, so they're due for like a nice, good, juicy. Look at his background, man. I like the people that customize their sheet. He's got the glowy bits. Uh, he has lack, uh, lack, which is the sentient orb, but that doesn't count because that's like a whole thing. Uh, he's got a 
Armor of Necrotic Resistance is pretty good. He's got a lot of stuff. Glyphed Goblinoid Stone. Those are all one-use things. He's, he's the carrier of the one-use things. Um, so really, his armor is the only thing that he's got going. He's got low AC, too. Uh, he could probably use... Man, I've gone, I've gone uh, light on the magic items. Um, Banner. Banner's festooned with magic items. He got one that blinds people, but it's got multiple charges. I'm trying to wonder how the multiple charges came in. Um, he's got Lightbringer and Nightbringer, two different magical. Uh, um, uh, one is a longsword. I think Lightbringer was made. Um, I think that one was built by um, Chi. And Nightbringer, he actually picked up, uh, which does blindness do they both do blindness yeah they both do blindness he's got two blinding weapons <laughs> funny uh and chi uh it's probably time for a wish list uh chi doesn't have anything like he's not attuned to anything so um i think uh yeah boy everyone so i need i need to do a a, a wish list because they could all use stuff um so uh i think we'll do a good plus two Rod of the Pack Keeper. I don't know where that is going to come from, but that could be something. Um, Ring of Protection. Uh, cloak of Protection. Is it a Ring of Shielding? I don't think they have Rings of Protection anymore. Uh No, they do have rings of protection. Okay. Because people love armor class stuff. Um, a wand of the war mage would be a good one for people. Plus two. Because they're, they're tier two. Um... Although, you know, I like being a little bit more. I don't think they need fancy stuff. And let's roll some treasure. Let's go here. Dink. Treasure. Uh, uh, rope of climbing. This stuff's good. I'll throw this here. This will be the Balhaneth's lair. So what do we got? Potion of Hill Giant Strength. Uh, spell scroll, spike growth, rope of climbing, and a bunch of, yeah, other kind of odds and ends. Um, that's not bad. So treasure is good. Uh, monsters is good. NPCs, uh, Shannara de Madani. What's the deal with the Madani? There's a, let's take a look at that. Um, Oops, I guess that's not really what I want. 
House Madani, Basilisk Eye, uh, represented by the Basilisk Eye, the warning, the warning guild of House Madani brokers services of bodyguards and inquisitives. Let's, that's a juicy secret. One great thing about using like campaign stuff is you can just you can just copy and paste right into uh, risk assessment and management, protecting clients from both physical and social threats. Um, so who's paying them? Members of House Mesbadani are half elves with deep roots in Breland. Uh, Oh, so the the monks. Um, uh, uh, whoops. Uh, the monastery of, and what was the name of that location? Of uh, Arith of Anguar Keep. Of Anguar Keep. Um, group of pacifist warforged monks of the Becoming God reside in the monastery of Anguar Keep. There are tunnels, there are secret tunnels beneath oh actually we're gonna keep the secret tunnels but um what's her name uh imperai uh imperai difalarn uh went to anguar believing there were secret passages to Esten beneath the keep and the eastern river that's a good secret i don't know that's probably enough i got a lot i'm good i'm good on secrets so let's just do a quick review uh how long is the show going 50 minutes so we got 10 minutes left uh so we got this whole balhaneth scene i sure hope pat shows up i think i like the idea of like the most uncomfortable dinner party ever you know, and it's, you know, right. It's like his parents are embarrassing him constantly. Um, I like that. Uh, whoops. Um, uh, and then it jumps to war, right? And then it's like, they're going to be on this field and I'm going to just like, you know, I'm taking my box of miniatures, figuratively taking my box of undead miniatures and, hurling it at them wow why am i showing ads Ugh, pits man um i'm just gonna hurl undead at them for a while and we'll see how that goes and i think lady elfarin will show up lady elmaro will show up and she'll spill some secrets and then like they'll chat they have to find the balhaneth they have to realize that this is coming from the balhaneth and my players are smart they're gonna figure it out um uh and then they will make their way under uh, Arathorn Keep. There'll probably be some remnants and uh, some members of the Madani will be down there. 
Uh, so there'll, there'll be like tunnels and passageways. I need a map. Let's go to maps. You can see my new like, you know, little toolkit here is really pretty handy. Um, so I need a I need a place that's got an underground. He added more maps. How is he? Is he past nine hundred yet? Eight ninety nine, dude. Add one more map. Make that a nice round number. Um, Insta Dyson August Dungeon Demo. That's pretty funny. Hey, a Beholder Pit. That's cool. Dungeons of Windfell Keep. That's pretty cool. Man, he's got a lot of new stuff here. Uh, Lost Tomb Complex. Secret Base. Dungeon of Holding. Um, Dyson is a machine. He's not just a machine. He's like a, he's a true um, cult basement. Oh, thank you, Dyson. So many good ones. Uh, he is a true D&D hero. Like the stuff he is putting out that we can use, he is a true hero. Uh, and, and, and man, such awesome stuff here. So what I'm looking for is a, this looks pretty good. Um, nice 3D map. We're going to steal this one. Uh, they're usually too big for me to import directly, so I've got to do a little... Uh, so, Arathon Keep. Choose image. And we have Arathon Keep. Uh, Notion added something really cool. So Notion, as you notice, now has a backlinks, which says what... Um, what pages link to this one? So I can I can navigate to this. If I go to, for example, if I go to Lido Skull, I can see every page that has led to Lido Skull. It's unfortunate I can't get rid of the notes, but I can see Night Sky, Chris, Lack, you know, Valentine Flame Touched, right? If I go to Lack, uh, you know, I can see all the backlinks, Zion Thrine, Room, Emissaries of the Dreaming Dark, uh, the, the Emissaries, Lack, Chris, uh, Vorn, Thrine, Zin, or Sin, Case, and War are the seven emissaries. Um, the seven emissaries are orbs, magical orbs uh, that have come from the Dreaming Dark. They're the emissaries of the Dreaming Dark manifested in orbs. But um, they're all, so yet now have backlinks to everything. And that's just, I don't know. I love backlinks. Um, so yeah, so the main thing is when they get to... Um, uh, when they when they break th break on through to the other side, uh, they will. That's an Arathon keep. They'll come up this way. Like I'm just going to start the map here, and they will make their way up these like round areas, and then they'll start to get into other caves, and they'll see like, wait, there's rooms here that were built, old chambers, and some of them are filled with uh, uh, you know spillage of um, Kyber. But then they'll get to these stairs in this area and they'll meet guards of the Madani who, and then, then there'll be like a staircase that leads up into the main keep. And then they'll be in this ruined keep where the Madani are, are watching the other wall and they can learn some stuff there from their NPCs. So um, that's their way out of Kyber. And it'll be the first time they like look at the sky and be like, oh, thank God. Like, man, we're like thousands of miles away from where we were, but at least we're not underground anymore. So I think that that will be pretty cool. So I think... 
Uh, I think we're all set. I think I've got my notes. I got a strong start. I've got some fun scenes. A lot of craziness in this one. We'll see how it plays out. I might go, wow, that was a mistake. That Balanoth thing? Whoa, what a pain in the ass that was. Uh, there's something to be said about just running good old-fashioned dungeons, I'll tell you. Like, you know, just just keep your life easy and run run nice, straightforward D&D adventures because that's what it's all about. Um, let's see. I don't need that because that's my other group. Oh, come on. What just happened? Mink, delete. Uh, I do need that one. I need that one. I don't need that one. I don't need that one. So I've got my um, aliases for Avre. Oh, no, I didn't want to do that. There we go. Got my treasure, got my scratch pad, got a list of monsters, got one NPC. That's eh, fine. Um, I've got the, you know, links to the lairs. I've got some secrets. I've got scenes. I've got my strong start. I've reviewed the characters. I am good. I feel good about my game today. Uh, so uh, any other thoughts or questions? We've got, you know, a couple minutes left if there's anything we want to talk about. Um. I haven't been paying much attention to the chat. Uh, let's see. Yeah, the tie-in, right. The Becoming God works. What if the House Madani's prophets is expecting the party? Do they have prophets? Um, I don't know if I'm going to do prophets. That's, that's a little too much. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, things are good. So I guess we will uh, call uh, the show done for today. Uh, so I want to thank everybody for coming along. Sorry about all the trouble we had at the beginning of the show. My stupid machine was the update from hell. Uh, and we will see, I will be back online next Sunday and we will see how things went. So thank you all very much for coming. Uh, have a great week and, uh, hopefully, uh, get online and play a bit of D and D talk to you all later. <laughs>